He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. The Robin Hood uh, um, of vacation rental investments. So that's how easy we want to make it. It yeah. all uh, um, it all is going to work through an app. So you can just invest starting at $100. You can either invest in um, a diversified fund. So that means um, that you own a little piece of all the homes that Gester uh, will be buying. Or you can pick and choose um, the homes that you want to um, invest in. That's a fractional ownership. So um, a little bit just like on, on Robinhood where you can invest in a fund like the S&P 500 and you get a share of the 500 biggest companies on the stock market. Or you can pick and choose your own shares like uh, Tesla and Google and Apple and hope that they outperform the market. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy-safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks, but if you have a little quiet get-together that kind of gets out of hand like this, then NoiseAware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property and of course, your profits are protected. So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now, thank you for checking out Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. and Don't forget to check out NoiseAware while you're listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and we're actually in person. A rare time do I get to be with amazing founders and entrepreneurs and operators in our space. Uh, so I'm here in Orlando with the Cassiola gentlemen. We have Dennis. There we go. Michael. Awesome. Great to have you guys on the show. Yeah, thanks for inviting me over to your guys' office. This is So we're going to jump right in. Normally, we go into how'd you get started. Dennis, I would love if you could just tell us a story of how you got into vacation rentals. I know I got to hear a little bit in the behind the scenes. We're going to make you repeat yourself a little bit today. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have a completely different background in online printing and e-commerce. We had an online printing company in Europe and, and North Africa, very similar than what the Vista Print does uh, here in the U.S. 
Yes. In 2013, I uh, sold my part of the company. Um, I moved to the U.S., uh, to Florida, and actually my plan was to slow down a little bit. I was too young to retire, so I wanted to have something to keep myself busy, but not working as hard as I had been doing the, the previous 12 years. And I thought property management is the ideal choice, uh, so I envisioned it like sitting at my pool all day with a cocktail and my laptop just waiting until someone needed something. But as most of that was a big mistake, so after a few months or weeks, actually, we pretty quickly realized that this is really hard, one of the hardest things I've ever done in business. Yeah, I remember telling my wife after six months doing this that, yeah, we either had to sell the business or grow it so that we could hire staff and not be working 24-7 anymore. So that's what we did. How many homes did you have at that point? So uh, at that point, we only had 20 homes. Uh, so we, uh, we started with uh, buying in a small existing business. So it was 20 homes all in, in one uh, resort. And I did all the office uh, work, the, the marketing, the, the guest communication. And my wife, Liliana, did all the field work. So she checked on the, the cleaners. She uh, made sure that all the homes had all the supplies that guests needed. So it was basically just uh, the two of us in the beginning. So you weren't cleaning and scrubbing toilets right at the gate. Hopefully, I hopefully yeah, I think we've all done that. <laughs> so I have done that occasionally, but yeah, I did not start from scratch. We we start with a small existing business. Awesome, yeah. that's sounds way more way more enjoyable than starting out yeah. scrubbing toilets yeah, and then working yeah. your way up. So growing the business, tell me. So at that six month mark, I want to know what was your I guess go to growth strategy for that? Were you already in Orlando at that time? Um, yeah, yeah. When we purchased the business, obviously we had to be here to do the work. So I had a two-week training by the the previous business owner, <laughs> and I remember it's 2014, seven years ago now, and. They were still, so after a guest did a booking, they were sending them a form that they had to fill out with their credit card details and signing, and then they had to fax um, that form back. So I hadn't seen a fax in probably 10 years uh, prior to that. So I was sitting there, and those 14 days training were, were probably one of the longest in my life because I had all these ideas to change things, but... I wanted to be uh, respectful too and, and just sit there and listen and learn. But yeah, we changed a lot once those 14 days were over. And then actually it took almost a year before we acquired our first new uh, property. So we did start with 20, but we, we got stuck at 20 for the first year. The first property was, was actually the hardest uh, to get. Yeah. Now we have months that we acquired 20 new properties in one month. But yeah, first year we did not grow. Uh, at all so for the for the growth strategy i'm curious did you guys have a requirement that you had for the type of inventory that you want to bring on or were you just like hey any home that we think we can make a, a small return on we'll take yeah so in the beginning you take on like everything that you can get even all the owner quirks and things that they they require from you you just take it and yeah um now it's completely the opposite. We have a whole program of requirements and we actually have to decline more owners than we actually accept into our uh, rental program uh, right now. That's good to hear. That's yeah. the opposite for a lot of vacation rental managers from like VRMA. I mm -hmm. heard a lot of people talking about the owners that they want to fire. Trust me, I have a couple that I want 
to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they're not listening we to the podcast. We all have, yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's uh, pretty interesting because it's just it's really crazy to see the evolution of brand and standards, and obviously your guys really stands out to the market. So you can talk us through the process of how you create a Cassiola, why you chose the colors that you chose, what was the thought behind it. I want to see, for the listeners, they can see that you don't have to be generic no. cookie cutter. Absolutely. So yeah, I have a marketing and e-commerce background, so that's my thing. And I, I get a lot of questions about the name as well as the color, like is, is pink your favorite color? <laughs> and by the way, it's not pink, but it's magenta. And then same with the name, there's not really an amazing story behind uh, Casiola. I was just looking for a name where the .com domain name was still available and that you could pronounce in multiple languages because here in Orlando we have a lot of uh, travelers from South America, from Europe and from the US. So obviously it needed to be pronounceable in all um, different languages and then for the color it, it's actually interesting when before I purchased the first business I did some market research and I got all the, the different logos from every single property management company in the area that I could find and I put them all on, on one big uh, big sheet and then I, I ended up picking the exact opposite color of what everybody else uh, had so most management companies had like red or blue or green or, or yellow in in their logo and no one had anything in the uh, yeah, pinkish magenta uh, color range so that's what we went to and yeah now it's one of the strongest parts of our brands everybody recognizes the color you see our vans everywhere in in the area you, you can spot them from a mile away same with our staff they're all uh, wearing magenta shirts same at conferences and people recognize the color even more than the name or, or the brand yeah, I was going to say, when I met Mike at VRMA, I was like, that shirt really pops. It's a nice yeah. color. I yeah. like it. Absolutely. It's a happy color. Most bookers are also still uh, female. Mm. All those things I didn't know when I picked the color, but yeah. uh, it's a happy coincidence. To see the, the, the thought process behind it is just really interesting because I, I think a lot of people don't consider like the market they're in, the type of traveler they're attracting, the type of uh, representation they're going to have on OTAs or... Whatever, it's just they just pick a name, usually their last name, something vacation homes, and yeah. that's, that's about it. And they do a simple logo and... Yeah, they don't think about the longevity of the brand equity that, that they can bring to their business. Yeah, we're, we're talking a lot about branding in, in at all these conferences, but you actually don't see a lot of companies doing a great job at that. There are some, absolutely, sure. but um, most brands are very generic and don't really stand out, or you have no idea what they do unless you... You read the rest of their website. So yeah. what we are trying to do is that everybody that stays in a Casiola vacation homes or that has been on the website, that they at least recognize or remember something. And in many instances, it's, it's the color. So it's a really strong color. Did you uh, think it would play out? You know, in, in your favor when you went the opposite direction or did you have a little hesitation? I love it more and more every <laughs> single day. Uh, okay. So, no, it's absolutely, it has been a home run uh, for sure. Awesome. Well, that's yeah. good to hear. I have people um, that uh, yeah come to me sometimes at conferences they, and they tell me, oh, I saw you two years ago in, in Las Vegas or somewhere else and they don't remember my name. They don't remember the company anymore, but they do remember the magenta color. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, no, the, it's just pretty, it's very different. I think you know, we have hotels that are very box cookie cutter. You stay at a courtyard, and I love Marriott, so anyone from Marriott listening, 
not talking crap, but <laughs> the courtyard side is I, I stayed at a courtyard in Orlando or in Washington State. I'm going to expect the same thing because they're pretty consistent across the, across the whole board. But with vacation rentals are so different, so unique, and so special and quirky in their own ways. We get to represent that in a cool way with our brands. And I think for us, we did the same thing with Blood Orange. It was, no one was doing it, and it's a uh, fun, cool little thing to kind of add that pop. So Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Certain things you have to go with the flow and don't be too different because yeah. people are going to get confused. But for, for sure. a logo, it definitely uh, pays off uh, to do the opposite. Um, yeah. For sure. Okay, let's get back to the acquiring your first property after a year. Growing inventory. Okay, this is like a big conversation. I don't think we have any issues getting our places booked. Obviously, it's probably a little slow, like you were telling me a little bit earlier. Here in this type of destination, international travel might affect that, may not. Let's talk about the growth strategy. So getting inventory, what was the, I guess, the key outperformer on method? Was it email marketing? Was it postcards? Did you do Facebook? Tell us your big growth, because you guys really have taken over from what it sounds like you have a good number of homes here in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have. So when I started in this business, I had no experience whatsoever. The only thing I knew was print and e-commerce. So not really the skill set that most property managers have. What we focused on from the beginning, I, I'm very analytical. So from day one, we always had a focus on revenue and return on investment. So I know a lot of managers, they manage the property, do a lot of maintenance, but they don't focus focus on bookings and bring in revenue for uh, owners and what we know is as long as you bring in revenue you can get away with a lot of other but from the moment the, the money dries up it's going to be a hard sell to to explain to the owner why you repainted their living room or why the couch needs to to be uh, replaced so from day one we always have been focusing on revenue i think we we're also one of the first uh, um, companies in central florida to start using dynamic pricing and, and revenue management so we have a full-time revenue manager on um, on site and and her only job is to optimize the rates for all our properties on a daily basis the second step is technology we had to custom build all our software for the printing company because there, there was no out-of-the-box software available. So we had to invent uh, um, everything ourselves. I, I promised myself I would never ever do that again and go down that route. But after six months in this business and looking at all the tools available, I got so frustrated that we started <laughs> building our own tools again. So here we are now. So we've built our whole operations um, software and we also created an owner app which is called Mike Asiola, which basically gives the owners insight in everything that's going on um, in their home. So I always call it, it's like the next best thing besides having cameras inside the home, which we obviously can do. Yeah. So every single data point that we have is shared with the owners in real time. So every new booking that comes in, the owner gets a notification. Every, every time the housekeeper uh, goes into the home to clean the, the property, they get a notification. Uh, once the housekeeper is done, they get another update with a full report of everything they found and photos of the, the cleaning. Then we're going to inspect the home again in real time. The owner can see how that inspection uh, um, is going. Every review or real-time feedback that we uh, receive from guests, every bill from the moment we receive it, it's, it's shared with the owners. And, and we created what we call a property timeline. So it's almost like uh, a Facebook or Instagram feed where they can see every single item that we 
have done in their property and has happened in their property and they have full access to. Do you guys see any issues with owners being too involved? That I, yeah, I would <laughs> love to give that type of feedback to yeah. our, our owners, but I just have a feeling like some of them would just be... So everybody here, uh, especially our owner's team, team, they thought I was crazy. They begged <laughs> me not to do it because we actually did not create it in initially to share with owners, but I wanted to have a better overview of what was going on in the company, in the properties, and I needed information. I, I wanted to have everything in one place. So we built it originally for internal use. And then I saw we were uh, constantly communicating things that we already had in our gotcha. apps with the owners, hey, this can be more efficient if we just uh, open it up to owners. And yeah, they, they all thought I was crazy. So we rolled it out gradually. So we st- I, I told them, so for this week, pick your five favorite owners and we're going to start with those and, and explain them what we're doing, that it's a beta, that we can always uh, roll it back, but that we want to test something. We started sharing it with, with the five favorite owners. Everything great. The response was amazing. Every week I told them, now pick five have other owners <laughs> and and so we went over a few months before we we opened it up to everyone and yeah i i think it has been one of the best decisions we ever made it has been an amazing marketing tool i think that's one of the big reasons why we have grown so much because owners like to have that the feeling of control although yeah. they don't really have control they can only see what's going on but they have a better feeling that they know what's going on in their property that they're involved that they're part of it that has definitely been one of our key uh, uh, factors for growth and unlike the beginning of the business that you have a higher standard for some of the owners and properties you're bringing on so it probably does help having that mixed with the transparency uh, absolutely and, and it also helps us to perform better as a company because yeah. in the beginning it was just me looking at performance from everyone but now we have all our owners looking over our shoulder to to see what's going on if we get a bad review from a guest sometimes we already get a call or an email from an owner before we've even <laughs> uh, seen that uh, review but again it helps us responding to that guest right away and it's not always pretty I'm, I'm going to be honest yeah. there are times that I think oh I wish we never did this but overall, this is the right decision. We're working for them. They're trusting us uh, with probably one of their biggest investments beside their own home. So, yeah, we, we need to earn that trust. And we are getting better every day because of it uh, as a company. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I like it. Okay. I would do it again. Yeah, You've convinced me. I was a little hesitant in the beginning, but yeah, <laughs> that's uh it pops up on the, on That's, the TV yeah. screen. So. Here on the screen, you see the Mike Casiola. Yeah, we share all their their statistics, their rate charts for the upcoming year. So we also, one of the, the other issues that we had in the beginning, we allowed uh, owners to do their own bookings. Right now, we, we, we no longer allow that. So that's one of the transformations we went through. In the beginning, you take on everything you can, even owners that do all only their own bookings. Now we don't do that anymore, but what we also did is showing them the rate that we are charging and if an owner wanted to place a booking they had to give a discount on the rate that we were charging so that they really saw and felt that they were giving money away if we would have gotten that booking we 
could could have gotten that for a thousand dollar more than you're yeah. selling it now because we saw that a lot of owners were underselling us constantly. So of course they were getting more bookings than we did, but now every time they had to enter, okay, this is the price Casiola uh, uh, gives on the website, and now I'm selling it for a thousand dollars less, and that has really helped uh, uh, pushing those prices up uh, from owner bookings uh, too. Actually, really smart. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, can I ask you, what's under the hood in the tech stack? I know you've, you've developed some of your own stuff, but do you guys have any proprietary, I, I think that's the word would, would be for, uh, proprietary software that you guys have to use instead of just building out your own? So what we use um, Escapia as our PMS uh, system, and we decided to build everything that Escapia doesn't. So we use Escapia mainly for accounting and reservation purposes, and everything else around it we build ourselves. So what we do is we connect through their API. Okay. We get all the data out of Escapia that we have access to. We do the same with other tools, like, for example, revenue management. We use Beyond Pricing. Same there, we get all the data out of Beyond Pricing through the API and a couple of other tools, same thing. We all centralize it in our own um, database. And on top of that database, we have been building our own tools. So the, the owner app, we have a housekeeping app, a laundry app. We have wow. maintenance. All those different tools are built on the same uh, database. So if we ever have to switch PMS systems or another supplier, we only have to um, redo one that piece. one connection and everything else uh, um, should stay the same for, for our team. It's impressive, actually. I didn't yeah. even think about that part of replacing something that you don't like. You never know. Yeah, uh, never yeah know. things change, yeah. Walk me through the laundry side of things. You guys are in vacation rental homes. You're not in multifamily buildings and other things. So you guys are doing laundry on site. You have a rental like linen program, anything like that going on. Hey, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode and I wanted to drop in quickly to let you know that our partners at Jetstream have some of the best in class technology that sits at the heart of the guest experience with a focus on generating revenue for your property assets. With their platform, your property gets the best-in-class tech and integrations to remote access, guest screening, booking protection, and payment processing. Better yet, their team does all of the hard work of 24-7 guest communication and content creation. So go ahead, click the link in the show notes so you can jump on board today and take advantage of their professional hospitality team. Now, we're back to the episode. Yeah, we switched to doing laundry externally in 2019. Okay. So up until then, everything was done inside the homes. Then in 2019, we switched to commercial uh, laundry. We noticed that there was no software or tools available or even on the market uh, uh, back then. So we had to build uh, those ourselves. So the way we do it is all the costs for laundry and, and linen replacements are built into the cleaning fee. So we have looked at different models. I know a lot of management companies charge the owners like a yearly fee or a monthly fee. We have decided that the, uh, the fairest way to do it is to incorporate everything in the cleaning fee because the more cleans there are in a home, the more costs uh, there are. So if you have uh, owners that only have very long bookings or, or, or no bookings at all, they should not be paying uh, um, for the linen uh, replacement. So uh, everything is in the um, cleaning fee included. And yeah, so... 
We have a laundry. They do um, laundry. Once that's done, we have a system where they can see which cleans are on the schedule for tomorrow. And for each uh, home, they're going to uh, prepare pre-made bags uh, with all the linen for that home. So we do all the, the sheets, towels. It all gets prepared in a bag. We have a label system. It's a label that gets printed with a QR code. So once the housekeeper picks up their um, linen for that day, they have to scan that code so that we know that it's uh, checked up. They go to the home, do the, ho- the, the clean, and they put all the dirty linen uh, back in that bag and they have to return it uh, at night. And again, it gets uh, uh, scanned when they return it so we know that the, um, the linen returned and then gets washed and repeated. Very professional. Yeah. Very professional. I, I like this. This is really nice compared to uh, a lot of other companies I've seen or even just having our own little startup where it's just, you know, so scattered. You have to yeah. do it and... and we all know it takes so much longer to do the, the laundry inside the home with that washer and dryer because they're not, they're not built for that capacity of, yeah. of uh, inventory. So it's really cool. For us, it was also mainly a quality um, issue because yeah. doing laundry externally, it, it's definitely not a, a cost saving. We probably pay more now than uh, when we did it in the house. But we were getting complaints from guests saying, oh, the beds are not uh, washed because uh, um, yeah. all the sheets were wrinkled. They came straight out of the, um, the, the yeah, dryer, that. put on, on the beds, and it looked like someone already slept in it. And I've seen it my, with my own. They were actually washed but it looked like someone slept in there for two weeks and once we switched to a laundry they were ironing those sheets so they looked all crisp and wrinkle free and that made all the difference even if we had a stain on the sheet a little stain guests would not complain about it because they saw that it was washed and and they assumed that it was clean but before yeah may have been washed uh, um, but if there was a stain and it looks wrinkled you're gonna get complaints uh. sure so now you guys are in not Bermuda, you're in Aruba. Aruba, Aruba. yeah, Aruba. yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so going from this very well-established, you have a very high density in this market, a couple hundred homes or a few hundred homes, however you want to look at it, and now going into a new destination where you were telling me is going, you know, going back five years. You don't have the tech and all the other stuff. So explain setting up shop there. I'm, I'm really curious to hear what you've learned from setting up this to applying there versus you're learning there and you're playing here, vice yep. versa, all that good stuff. When we started, we, we did an analysis of, of things that we thought we needed to change also in our software because we, up until then, we were only operating in Orlando. And of course, we ran into a lot of problems that we did not uh, foresee before we, we moved uh, there. An example is time zones. They're in a different time. They don't switch from daylight saving time to, to they, they only have one time zone, basically. So uh, we had to rework everything that they saw okay my checkout is at 4 p.m and we would also see our checkouts at 4 p.m so they have a different currency and there's a lot of things that are um, different that we didn't take so we had to quickly uh, rebuild and, and retool our, our software but i think now we're good to go worldwide <laughs> after doing all uh, this and then of course yeah a lot of the the good practices that we learned in orlando we also applied in a room and one of the things so for example i, I regret uh, not doing sooner in orlando is 
is starting our own uh, laundry. Now in, in Aruba, we have built our own uh, laundry facility. It's, of course, smaller and it's not with, with commercial equipment uh, yet. But it's something I wish I, I had done a lot sooner here in Orlando. Those kind of things we have applied in Aruba. But it's also a very different market. So yeah. you cannot just copy your business model one-on-one to, to that market. People are different. Practices are different. Yeah, like utilities, for example, are crazy expensive uh, over there. An electricity bill of $1,500 a month is normal uh, there. So you have to keep those. Uh, yeah, water. It's an island, so everything needs to be imported. And yeah, have to build an electricity plant only for a few hundred thousand people. So it's expensive. Water, gas, electricity. And you have to be careful uh, how you do that. So actually in the market in Aruba, it is completely normal that utilities are not included in your rental. So if you rent a home, you pay a thousand dollar in rent. After you check out and you get back home, you get a bill of the utilities that you used. So of course, U.S. travelers are not used to that, and it's right at that time they need to leave a review, and then they get, (laughs) oh, yeah, uh, by the way, I hope you got back uh, uh, safe. Here is a $400 bill for (laughs) using the AC and the water. That's one of the things. We also switched. Our rates are are all-inclusive, so utilities included. And you have to calculate that to... it, it's hard, so we just increased all the, the rates and the owners pay for the utilities just okay. like uh, uh, we do it here. So it was a, a change for the owners in the beginning, but most of them are also from the U.S. or, or from other areas, so they did understand uh, why we did it. And yeah, the reviews have been uh, great um, since we did that, so uh, definitely worth it. Awesome. And what's the check-in process like over there compared to here? Because you said off-screen that there's no tech in play really to deal with. So did you guys implement anything new or is that something that's going to be like a phase three type no, yeah. So now they're all using our software. So check-in is very similar. So you arrive and go straight to the home. It works with digital uh, door codes. Okay. So the guest can just uh, get into the home whenever they're um, ready and leave a day of checkout at 11. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So no manual or, or personal yeah, no, check-in no or check-out. person check-ins or no. waiting in a lobby for your key. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you've been quiet over there, so I want to get you uh, really quickly. Yeah. As a CFO, let's... Um, Dive into the the number side of things because, you know, having to manage a U.S. currency to now a new currency in Aruba, what's it been like for you guys on the operations side, just going into numbers and the way you guys structure? Because I think financials definitely play in how you operate and vice versa. Yeah, so we, we both manage each of those independently. So the U.S. operations, of course, we're looking at everything in U.S. dollar. Whenever it comes to the uh, Aruba entity, we're looking at that all independently as well. Okay. So there's no uh, consolidation or anything like that. Smart. But yeah, it makes it a little bit more manageable when you're not having to cross the currencies and do conversions and things like yeah. that. So yeah, it's it's not too difficult to understand. Yeah, not too many touch points uh, yeah, in between. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, and the uh, good thing is they have a fixed like exchange rate, so oh, we don't cool. have to look at it on a daily basis. It's yeah. uh, tied to the dollar. But yeah, it's all things I enjoy, of course, looking at budgets and forecasts and things that accountants like to do and and looking at how they're operating and offering suggestions and, For sure. and ways that, you know, they can continue to grow. 
Awesome. And is there a big push to grow on that market like you have here in Orlando? Or Absolutely. That's why we expanded into uh, that market. When we started, I think we had 13, 14 uh, homes okay. under management uh, there. Right now we are at 50 and our goal is to be at 120 homes next year awesome. and, and over 200 the year after. So I think 250 to 300 is about as big as it can be over there because it's, of course, a much smaller market. Is it competitive? Is there a lot of competitors? There are several competitors, but most of them have been operating in an old-fashioned way. There are a few younger uh, people that are also yeah, definitely getting it, but I I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, for us to grow. Not to shift shift gears too quickly, but you guys got to announce Guestor on October 1st. So we went through a pretty awesome slide deck on what it is and what you guys are building. But for the audience that's listening and doesn't get to see the, the amazing slides you guys put together, let me explain to everyone listening, what is Gastor and what's the goal? What's the vision to bring from your experience of Castiola to now to investors, to real estate agents, to developers, to managers, all the above? Give us the, what do you call it? Eagle's view vision. Okay, yeah, yeah. So what we want to do with Gester is making um, vacation home investment accessible to, to everyone. Up until now, investing in a vacation home has only been available for the happy few, basically for millionaires, because first you want you want to buy your own home and, and a nice car and go on vacation before you're going to put a few hundred thousand dollars in a vacation home. It has been available for only uh, a happy few and with Gester, we want to change that. And also something we, we noticed with Casiola when we do our owner marketing, we noticed that a lot of potential investors are reaching out to us for management, but they actually have not acquired a property yet. So we put them all in our CRM system and keep on following up uh, with them. Uh, uh, with some, we even have been following up for years uh, now. And um, yeah, buying a vacation home is a very long and complicated uh, process. And it also hasn't changed in, in the last five or ten years. There has been so much evolution on the operations side, the back of the house, the guest side. You have all these new technologies and, and, and vendors uh, popping up. But yeah, on the, on the front end where you acquire uh, properties, everything is, is still the same. First, you need to determine which market you want to invest um, into. Then you need to look for a realtor that can help you yeah, find some homes. Then you need to look at those homes and compare and, and, and make a decision which one uh, you want to invest. Then you need to design them, maybe do some repairs and, and get a contractor. And, and then once it's ready, you need a property manager. So there's a lot of steps and... For us, it may seem obvious, but for people that have no experience in our industry, it's just too many choices and too many options uh, to make. And, and we see that they um, yeah, they just never go through with it. So we want to um, take all that work uh, um, away from them and, and want to do that for them. Gester will source properties um, that are either undervalued or underperforming. We will uh, optimize them for rentals or renovate them, add amenities that guests are looking for. We, uh, we're working together with the best-in-class local property managers to, to manage them. And for the investor, they can just invest their mom- money and sit back 
and, and, and relax without uh, having to go through all the hassle of acquiring a property or managing. What, is it, what do you guys call it? The, uh, the Robin Hood uh, um, of vacation rental investments. So that's how easy we want to make it. Yeah. It all uh, um, it all is going to work through an app. So you can just invest I'm starting at $100. You can either invest in um, a diversified fund. So that means um, that you own a little piece of all the homes that Gester uh, will be buying. Or you can pick and choose um, the homes that you want to um, invest in. That's a fractional ownership. So um, a little bit just like on, on Robinhood where you can invest in a fund like the S&P 500 and you get a share of the 500 biggest companies on the stock market or you can pick and choose your own shares like uh, Tesla and Google and Apple and hope that they outperform the market. So it's going to work the same uh, way here. So two options and available from $100. So what's the big drive for you guys on this? Is it Was there a particular moment through Cassiola or just in your own personal life that you, this needs to be brought to market? So what we saw is, first of all, a lot of owners um, that are, or, or investors that are interested in buying a vacation home never went through the whole process. But then on the other side, the owners that we have as customers, most of them are or we're doing it wrong. Basically, they're, they're paying the house in full or they're, they're buying the wrong properties or don't decorate them the, the way um, they're really going to perform or they're using the properties during the busiest times of the year. We saw all these different obstacles to optimize performance. So that's why we thought, OK, there, there's a better way. Vacation rentals can really generate a lot of money and, and a high return. Returns in vacation rentals um, consistently outperform other classes of real estate like single family or, or multifamily, but you have to do it right. And most people do it wrong. So what we want to do is, is do it the right way and just make it available for everyone to join us on that journey. I love it. And yeah. I have one question that's been I've been burning to ask is yeah. from your printing days, your marketing and everything, was there one particular or maybe if you have them, things that you learned from that business completely outside of the industry that have really helped shape the way Cassiola and Gestor have been formed? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one thing is definitely automation. So we were an e-commerce business. So everything that we had to do more than once, we tried to automate. If you want to scale a business, you just have to, to do that. Uh, so that's something we have done with Casiola. And an example is there the My Casiola app. It's, it's actually just a way to automate communication with owners, which is, if you think about it, how do you do automate communication? It's a very hard thing to solve, a very hard problem to solve, but that's basically uh, what we did here. So that's definitely something uh, important. And then, again, I'm, I have a marketing background, and everything that you do is, is sales. You have to sell your business and your product to owners you have to sell it to guests so that's what we're very good at and that's why we also uh, what we want to apply to to casiola and and guester now i love it so automation's key branding is really important yeah let's see what else is really good ease of use i guess you know robin has a kind of like airbnb it's where it's click done absolutely the less steps the better and again that's what we did on a daily basis and in, in e-commerce you analyze everything that happens so everything goes through the website you can follow your guests what they do before they come to your website what they do after um they leave your website and every single click that they do on your website was analyzed and, and optimized 
test and a b tested to see if there was a better way and and that's something we do here now uh, to, as well with casiolas with gester uh, it's actually one of our company values is there's always a better way find a better way every uh, everything that you do there's, there's a better way to do it uh, and from the moment you st- Stop looking at a better way. That's the beginning of the end. We're not perfect. We can still improve a lot uh, for sure. Was there anything in particular from like childhood or the way you were brought up that kind of get instilled those that thinking and that process in you? Or is there any in particular life event that you can give credit to this? It's like the way you think and operate and, and run your business? I don't know, to be honest. I think my, my parents are the complete opposite of me. That's maybe uh, one of the reasons. You either want to be like your parents or you absolutely don't want to be like your parents. I, I remember I started my first business when I turned 18 years old. I had been waiting for that. <laughs> and I, I think my mother didn't sleep for three weeks. <laughs> she had nightmares that people were going to come and, and get everything from the, the house, like collectors, because I wasn't paying my taxes or <laughs> or my vendors. So, What was that business, if you don't mind me asking? I started actually in, we had a website with supplies for events and, and parties. Okay. Um, and that's also how we rolled into the, the printing business because posters and flyers and invitations was a part of that. So yeah, an event business was my first venture. Yeah, And now maybe one of the other things, I grew up without a TV. <laughs> up until today, my, my mother still does not have a TV at her home and I always hated her all my friends in school were talking about uh, the latest uh, TV show they saw or movie and I never knew what was going on but I think it also made me very creative I I started organizing trips for my friends when I was 10 years old when I was 16 I I was leading an organization with with more than 20 uh, volunteers because, yeah, I didn't waste time watching TV. And now I have a TV in every room (laughs) in my house. I love watching TV. I always did. So I'm compensating now for (laughs) for what I didn't have when I was a kid. But it probably made me very creative. Uh, um, Yeah, Yeah, you had to imagine everything, especially when all your friends are talking about it. You had to see it in your own head. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I I remember buying, like, soundtracks uh, from (laughs) movies and, and I couldn't watch movies because we didn't have a vcr but i could listen to them and and i had to imagine the whole movie never thought about that yeah that's actually pretty cool wow no i learned something new like you just it's all about perspective and a lot of the uh different upbringings and i always find that fascinating yeah that's absolutely well uh outside of guest store what's next for cassiola what do you guys see yourselves in the next couple years what's your big goal to if you had any any listener of the podcast could take away from this episode what would that with, yep. with what you guys are doing. I think with Casiola, we definitely want to grow more in, in the markets that we're active uh, now. I, I think in Orlando, there's definitely room for a few players that manage over a thousand homes. So right now, there's a lot of homes in, in, in the market, but there's no big players like you see in, in, in other markets. So I hope Casiola will be one of these uh, larger players. We also will be expanding into Miami by the end of, of this year, so that will be our third uh, destination and and moving forward we we definitely want to add more destinations and and to do that we want to work with partners so we we don't want to do it all on our own we've seen it in aruba you really need very strong local partners so what we're basically looking uh, for is is people
people that have a property management company and that are stuck in grow. They want to grow, but they don't really know how or, yeah. or, or where to look for. So we can help them with branding, with technology, with software, with finance, finances, and yeah, add more destinations uh, in some kind of a licensing model. Smart, yeah. Especially yeah. if you built a lot of stuff in house, why not? Uh, why mm-hmm. not get some return on it when, yeah. uh, instead of just using it yourself? Yeah. And Mike's smiling, so that's a good. That's a <laughs> that's a good sign. Oh, I just want to say thank you again for having me come out and doing the podcast for sharing your story. Uh, it's really incredible. So everyone in the show notes knows that I'm going to tag everything. I'm going to link it. But if you had one spot that you could have everyone go to, where would it be? Would it be Cassiola website, your LinkedIn? Where would it go? Yeah, absolutely. The the Casiola website, uh, www.casiola.com. And then, of course, now we also have the Gester website, which is Gester.com. Perfect. Well, I'll take everything in the show notes. But again, thank you guys so much for having me out here. And uh, Slick Talkers, tune in again next week for another great episode. And don't forget to check out everything that I just plugged in the show notes, obviously. So see you guys again next week. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk the Hospitality Podcast possible. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'd love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all social media channels for daily hospitality content, or find us at slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we'll see you guys again next time. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? This episode is brought to you by my friends at Hostfully. Now, these are the days where enough is enough with managing multiple calendars for your properties in order just to make sure you don't get double booked. And not having a website for your guests to get to know your story and book direct? You can stop stressing, at least a little bit, and check out my friends at Hostfully. Hostfully was created by hosts for hosts, and they understand the importance of centralizing operations, inboxes, calendars, and of course, keeping up with the times and the industry data. You can go to hostfully.com, use my code SLICKTALK20 to get access to their digital guidebooks and their property management software. I use them as well, and I love the simplicity of their product. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now sit back and enjoy. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.